Blog Talk Radio. the Lord, and welcome to LiveDeliverance.com here on BlogTalkRadio.com. This is Pastor Steve Lee, and I'll be your host for the next hour or so. And if you're listening to us via the simulcast during the hours of 9 o'clock p.m. to 11 o'clock p.m., we're so glad to have you here. And because the Lord is moving in a mighty way, it's my pleasure to let you know that you can also hear LiveDeliverance.com on several platforms, on the Apple Podcast at uh, podcast.apple.com US backslash dash US uh, Facebook on facebook.com uh, slash events slash WW Ball Talk Radio Deliverance or you can listen to them on player FM dot series on or look for live deliverance.com. So as the Lord is moving and re- releasing his glory all over the world, we like to also ask you to get involved with this ministry. And invite some of your friends, family members, or even your coworkers to come listen and be blessed. Again, don't forget that you can also uh, cause this ministry to be available uh, for them to about 10 minutes after the broadcast. Just go to the white website, LiveDeliverance.com, look for Pastor Steve Lee, and the date of that broadcast. So go ahead and get a pen and some paper. And if you have any questions at the end of the broadcast tonight, we'll give you an opportunity to ask those questions or make those comments. Please know that I'm only here as a gift to you because God said he gave some apostles, prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come into the unity of the faith and to the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, that we will no longer be tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine and by slights of men who are cunning craftiness whereby they lay in wait to deceive. But we want to speak the truth in love, that we may grow up in all things, which is 
in him, in Christ, from whom the whole body fitly joined together is impacted uh, by that which every joint supplies. So uh, with that in mind, I'd like for you to join me in a word of prayer. Father, I ask you to speak to my heart. Cause me to awaken me in mind of Christ. Open my eyes that I might behold wondrous things out of your word. Let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. Flow through me and cause me to move by your spirit. Let healing and deliverance break forth in this place, in this time, because your spirit, your love, and your word live big in me and now decrease so that you can increase. Holy Spirit, glorify Jesus in my life as I now share the living word, the bread of life. Jesus revealed to us the Father and draw us into his presence where there is fullness of joy. Heavenly Father, quiet our hearts and minds as we allow the peace of God to rule in our lives. Cause us to grow in the grace that has appeared unto all men as you teach us how we should live in this present world. May we now await your righteousness and slumber no more by walking in the spirit and in the fullness of his grace. As we sojourn in the land of promise, going from faith to faith and from glory to glory, for you've made us more than conquerors in this life through Christ Jesus. So speak to our spirit and birth victory in our lives, in our hearts, and in our minds. In Jesus' name, I pray. Well, beloved, as this is a, a new year, a happy new year to everybody, um, we want to kind of deal with that because uh, the newness of life is, is where God uh, expects us to be. So this is a new year. We're going to have a new heart. Get fresh oil for this fresh day. Last year we talked about something that that caused me to meditate a little more deeply on it, and that was uh, the the oil. We want to talk about uh, the oil, the anointing. We want to just look at some things uh, from Scripture that would help us to facilitate His plan in the earth, you know that, um, and, and you can go and we'll start in uh, Psalms uh, 92, which is probably what uh, quickened me here. It's Psalms 92, verse 10, says it this way. My horn shall thou exalt like the horn of a unicorn, and I shall be anointed with fresh oil. I mean, that's good to know that in the calendar year 2024 that God wants you to have fresh oil. He's not going to deal with your situation from, from the past uh, uh, the way that you saw it done in this person's life or that person's life. He wants you to have fresh oil. Let's fix this with this. He says, my horn shall thou exalt like the horn of the unicorn. I shall be anointed with fresh oil. My eyes shall see my desire upon my enemies, my ears shall hear my desire of the wicked that rise up against me. He says that the righteous shall flourish like a palm tree. He shall grow like a cedar in Lebanon. Those that be planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God. They shall still bring forth fruit in old age. They shall be fat and flourishing to show that the Lord is upright. He is my rocket. There's no unrighteousness in him. So he said that 
you should expect fresh oil, fresh revelation. And then you're going to flourish like a palm tree that's in Lebanon or a cedar tree that's in Lebanon. And the trees, God uses things that we can see to cause our imagination, our thought processes to be uh, activated. Yeah. It could be said of some people that, that, that last year was a tough year. Well, God is wanting you to, to, to put that thing behind you and push forward. You're supposed to grow like a cedar tree. You know, the interesting things about a, a cedar tree is that they are impervious to bugs. God made them that way. So then he uses that to show us that he's given us uh, uh, the ability to not have to deal with bugs, things that bug us. Look at this. The oil here that he that he's going to give you fresh oil because the shepherd, just look, show you a picture here. The shepherd carried with him a couple of things. He carried a rod. He carried a, 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 a pouch that, that, that he could put things in. Remember David uh, slung the, uh, the rock out of that pouch? He also had a, he carries with him the, the uh, oil, a, a ram's horn that's like full of oil. And the oil was used for specific purposes, for defense and for comfort, okay? Um, the shepherd would use the oil uh, to, to protect uh, the, 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 the sheep. He would protect the sheep with, from the same uh, uh, insects or bugs that would affect that palm tree, see, because he would coat them with it. And then they would go, and as you light on it, then, then you recognize you're not just ingesting the blood that you thought you wanted to. There was going to be some oil in there. Not good for the insects, if you would. And um, other pests or demonic attacks in our case. The oil was also used to um, get the sheep out of uh, snags and, and tight places where the thickets would um, grab their wool because sheep's Wool is, is, is uh, basically curly, okay? And so um, because it's curly, then anything that goes across it and it's the, um, the, 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 the wool is not um, supple, then, then that becomes something that would, he, they can attach to it. The thicket would attach to it, and then he, he got to stop. Now, I saw an image in that today that um, the snags – would happen when you get in tight places, you know, like you're going around a, a mountain. See, they didn't have roads that were paved or sidewalks that were already laid. They were making pathways themselves. And so some of those pathways uh, would not be wide. They would be just enough for one person or animal to get through. But a funny thing about those that gather sheep, they they sometimes would walk uh, two abreast. And so then if you walk in where one can only sit, then somebody is going to get caught in the thicket that's on either side. 
It didn't have to be thickets on both sides, but the one that's not by the thicket would walk on through. But the one that's on the side with the thicket would be captured, stalled, becomes a, a hindrance. And then that makes everybody else behind them uh, not able to move because the, the, um, they became the, the, the stumbling block, if you would. Okay? Just kind of think about that. See, God gives you this oil so that you can move smoothly through life. Oil removes irritations. See? It, it removes things that would slow you down because when things are oiled, then they move faster. So maybe last year you didn't have uh, an understanding of why the anointing was present so that you can uh, be delivered from things faster. Well, this year we're going to make sure that we tell you how you can function, okay, by that oil. Because, um, you know, when, you, when you're in a crowd, again, here's a, a, a scripture that we got to think about. When you uh, are walking in the crowd and you go come to those places that are, are scheduled for you to walk by yourself, the Bible says, hast thou faith? In Romans chapter 14, verse 22, it says, hast thou faith? Have it to yourself before God. See, sometimes we can't walk in the collection of others. You're going to have to walk by yourself to get to your destination, to execute your purpose. See, everybody's not connected to your purpose. That's just something that we might need to do in, in this new calendar year, not to try to drag people along just because we like company. Jesus said that the, the straight and the narrow is the path that we're supposed to follow. So then that anointing, that oil is there so that you can go through the narrow places. See, you don't have to take everybody with you. We can fellowship and gather after we go through the tight places. But in the tight place, it's going to be you and God, the Holy Ghost. And God gave us the Holy Ghost so that we would be able to win, okay? Oil is also provided in the, um, the, the, for comfort, okay? And, 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 and the oil of the Holy Spirit is there. He says that when the comforter, who is the spirit of truth, that he wants to comfort you so that you can uh, move from this place to the destination or the place that he's called you to, the place of your blessing. Amen. You know, God is the God that does two things. He blesses you on the move because the book of Deuteronomy 28 tells us we're blessed coming in, coming in, and going out. Not just getting to the end place or leaving the place that was already blessed. He said you'll be blessed in motion. But he also has a, a blessing that is available for you when you arrive. Okay? Remember that these blessings are supposed to come up on you, and they're supposed to overtake you. Yeah. He's made a big expanse for you. Okay, we, we, we've got to know those things function in those things. So the one thing that the oil, just two points that I want to make, that the oil was used for protection against demonic attacks. It was used for you to get out of uh, those tight places, get through those tight places. It was provided for, for comfort. And that comfort also, this is just good to know, 
that comfort is not for you to stay there. It's for you to be able to move. Amen. See, um, the way that we look at commercials and, and, and you see people in the lounge chairs and they're comfortable and they're also not moving. God wants you to enjoy comfort so that you can move. He's going to refresh you, and we're going to get into that in just a second here in Isaiah chapter 40, very familiar passage of Scripture. But but he wants to, to comfort you so that you would be prepared to enjoy the more. Please understand, this year, uh, by uh, numeric definition, is the year of open doors. The word dalet in the Hebrew is where we are. We have the year of open doors. God is going to cause you to be able to experience his grace that moves you, okay? Not just uh, go and, 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 and stay in one place and become comfortable without the understanding that God caused your comfort to give you rest so that you can move, strengthen you so that you can move. The, the 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 process that God has to have happen in the earth is we need to go and make disciples. Well, you're not made comfortable so that you can just enjoy fatness. You will be fat and flourishing is what he said. The flourishing part is not just the, the consumption of food. It is to get the expanded uh, a place that God has called us to to be filled. Can you see that? Okay, so it's there for the anointing, it's there for defense and for comfort, okay? And God does not scold you for getting in the tight. There is therefore now no condemnation to them who are in Christ Jesus. So he didn't uh, 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 want to bring his word to scold you. His word is to bring you to the next, to the next uh, uh, station of life. You know, you hear David talking about this shepherd's uh, utilities, the things that he could use. He says, thy rod and thy staff. The rod is the word of God, and the staff is the spirit of God. And he said that the rod and the staff do what? They comfort. Amen. See? He doesn't want to just have you to build. This is some of the things that we do wrong is God is expecting us to, to continue to move because in him we live, in him we move, in him we have our being. But a lot of times, be it because of offenses, fear, or whatever, we build, uh, uh, um, we build tabernacles instead of dwelling in tents. The reason that God had them to dwell in tents so that they could get the move that's necessary to go to the next place. See? That's why God lives in you now so that you have perpetual power to make motion, amen, to go into all the world. See? That's what's necessary in, in, in this dispensation. We, we're not just supposed to just be comfortable, sit down and get fat. See, that's not what he wants. So you, 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 we're in this new year. We want a new heart. And we keep giving us a fresh day, so we need fresh oil. Amen. Amen. So Jesus said that he is the way, the truth, and the life. 
So then he's already gone before us. So then the way has already been made. And if you find yourself under oppression and the way seems tight now, then remember that Jesus already went before us and fulfilled it. Walk in his steps. Let this mind be in you that was in Christ Jesus. And one of the things that he said was in his mind was, I must do the Father's will. This is why I'm here. I'm not here to just uh, get fat. I'm here to do the Father's will. Go and make disciples. Okay? So um, he, he, he wants us to, to, to do that so that we can redeem man to God. You know, God wants to, he wants his, his earth to be a place that's a blessing to us, not a place that we are finding curse after curse. Jesus came to redeem the curse. And he's going to come and take us and put us in New Jerusalem so that we can see his plan executed day after day without interruption. But the thing that's good, Jesus said that his will is supposed to be done where? On earth as it is in heaven. The same way that that things are done in heaven. Okay. So Jesus provides the way. And when we agree uh, with him, then we can participate and enjoy um, Isaiah chapter 1, verse 19, says uh, very simply that if you are willing and obedient, you'll eat the good of the land. See? He wants us to be able to encounter him because he placed us in good. Going back to Genesis chapter 1, he said that everything that God made, he said it was good. And then he made man, and he said it's very good. So now all we need to do is to follow that. When we, uh, when we are uh, agreeing with him, when, if you're willing and obedient, then you'll eat the good of the land. I'll say this too. You know, we, 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 we love Psalms 23, but sometimes we didn't dissect it enough. It, it says in Psalms 23, the thing that I like, it says that God is going to do some things. Uh, just go there, turn there. Let's look at that again. See, we, we just didn't hear all of the goodness, all of the blessing that was in that. And this is the way that, that David uh, lived. This is the way he thought, okay? He, he thought about this uh, every time he got into a situation. He, he didn't say, the Lord has forsaken me. He said this. Let's listen to him as he says it. You know, you know the scripture. It's very familiar, but I just want us to kind of dig into it, if you would. He says, the Lord is my shepherd. The word is there is an active verb. He didn't say, the Lord used to be my shepherd. The Lord might be my shepherd. He said, the Lord is my shepherd. And because I think from this position, because I arm myself this way, then I know that I will not be in want. Okay, we'll say that. There you go. That's good. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Or my resting place is not in uh, deficiency. My resting place is in abundance. The Lord is my shepherd, I'm in abundance. See? 
So then when you're facing something, you know, you, it would be good for you to have the mindset that allows you to move forward instead of the mindset that causes you to just give up, cave in, and quit. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He does things for me. He makes me, causes me to lie down in what kind of pastures? Green pastures. See, not, I'm, not, I'm not functioning out of a dead supply. My supply is supple, green pastures. And in that place, he does something for me. He restores my soul so that I don't come to the place where I become stagnant, spinning my wheels in fears and frustrations. I have expectation, see? And because I have that, then my confidence also kicks in, and now faith is alive. Because faith is the substance or the confidence that you have in things that you heard from God's word. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. And it is at the same time of my hope, it is the evidence of things not seen. It, it causes me to continue to walk it out because I'm walking in steps that have been preordained for me. See, your victory is already guaranteed. It's already been won. See, and as we continue to think from this perspective, there's nothing the devil can do to stop us. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside this. Okay, come on, come on. Just I'm just looking at it, just digging into it. Notice he said, he's leading me. Glory to God. So that means he does not want me to stay in that frustration, does he? Because if he wanted me to stay in the frustration, he wouldn't lead me. Amen. See? So that this should be uh, the way we think. Whenever I'm confronted with something, I make sure I tell myself, find Jesus, because he's here. He is a very present in the time of trouble. Find him. See? Put my confidence in him. You know, he has the ability. <laughs> he has the ability to move me when I trust him at a higher level. Because he doesn't want me, according to the scripture, he doesn't want me in those places where trouble is. He restores my soul. He leads me. See? My, my waters are not choppy, turbulent waters. Steel waters. So that he can, okay, let's just, so you just get the picture. I'm trying to, to paint a picture so that you can then say, okay, yes, that's my God. And my God won't fail me. He won't forsake me. See? And he says that because I know God will not fail me, he will not forsake me, then I can boldly say some things. I can start talking in faith. He says he restores my soul and, again, He's going to lead me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. 
I'm attached to him. He is forever my Lord and my God. Notice that's the first thing that David said. He said, I'm acknowledging you. Because Proverbs 3 tells us that we're supposed to acknowledge him in all our ways. Why? Because then he will direct your path. See? So, so, so we can just go and say that because I have this confidence, my path is going to be a path that walks beside still waters. My path is going to be a path that walks in the path of righteousness. Wait a minute, y'all. He did say there's an S on paths there, isn't it? It's a path of righteousness. That helps me so that I don't have to try to do it the same way I saw somebody else do it, and they stopped halfway through. I don't know where they ended up. Pass. Okay, listen to this. It's, I, I'm gonna say, he's going to say it more in this same scripture. Yea, though I walk. Did he say, yea, though I stand? Yea, though I sit? Yea, though I'm idle? Yea, though I'm stuck? No, he didn't say that, did he? He said, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I'll feel no evil. But thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. This is the one I wanted to get to. <laughs> thou preparest a table before me in the presence of my enemies. So if, uh, if lack is in front of you, please find Jesus. Because he's going to prepare a table for you in the presence of lack. In the presence of pain. In the presence of betrayal, when you see the when you see the challenge, please look for your table. Amen. That's shouting ground for me. See, because I know that God's already God's already uh, uh, dealing with it. As soon as I see an enemy, uh, Isaiah uh, fifty four uh, seventeen says, "No weapon formed against me shall prosper." So since the weapon that was formed cannot get any bigger, I can just sit down at my table, and my table that has abundance connected to it. Come on, y'all. See, we, we, we think that what we're facing is something that God can't handle. It's not possible. See, because he says, because you're my shepherd, I will not want. I, I'm going to be able to, to lie down in green pastures. I'm going to be able to have a supply of flowing water. See? I, I don't have to drink out of stagnant water or keep my stagnant thoughts. Amen. See? I can go ahead and say, in him I move, in him I live, in him I have my being. See? I'm going to walk through the valley because I'm going to enjoy times of refreshing from the presence of the Lord. He says, you prepare a table before me in the very presence of my enemies. Let me ask you a question, okay? Let's just do it naturally, okay? If I go to a table hungry and the table is filled with my delectables, okay, because this is my table. God prepared a table for me. This is not a table for Johnny. This is a table for me. And God knows what things I like. God knows what things I have need of. So then if I go to this table 
That was my birthday celebration table. I will do that. You go to a birthday celebration table, then your your your, your parents will provide for you at that birthday celebration table the things that you like, your favorite meal. Well, your father, who is in heaven, is doing the same thing. He is setting the table before you. Okay, wow, look at it. Notice he said this table is where? It's in front of you. So then if I'm looking at my past, then I'm not paying any attention to my table that's set before me. Mm. You see that? That's what the devil tries to do. He tries to remind you of all the things that you've done in the past. Why would he do that? So that you then won't have expectation. You'll have fear and trembling. You'll have dread and apprehension. See? So God wants us. We got This is a, a new year. We have to have a new heart, fresh oil for the fresh day. See? So so don't allow your, your, your heart or your thoughts to go to yesterday. Allow your thoughts to be the thoughts of the calling of his destiny for you. Because the Lord is your shepherd. You won't want. You're the one that's going to walk through the valley. You're not stuck in the valley. See, at the same time as you're walking, he has a, I don't even know how he does this, y'all. That's good. That's good. He has a, a, a table that moves with you. Because, hey, though I walk through the valley, you prepare the table for me. In my walking. I hadn't looked at that before. Have you, have you never? Mm, okay. When you um, go, uh, go, you're driving from uh, one point to another, and you get hungry, and you drive by the, the, the restaurant that has a window, and they, you make your order. They give you the, the order that you want, and you can take that food right then while you're driving and still eat it, can't you? Yes, you can take it home. I get that. But you can take it and eat it on the move. Surely, if we can come up with a drive-by solution, God can come up with a drive-by solution, can okay? Amen. See? So he's making a table for you while you're going through the valley of the shadow of death. Glory to God. Just, just have that image. Eat on the run, if you would. See? Because everything that touches your life, God has made provision for you to win. Everything. He sent his word and delivered you from all of your fears and destruction. He didn't send his word to deliver. He said he sent his word and delivered. Again, that sounds like an active process to me. Not just one where right here I get to enjoy a little rest. Hmm. See, God is a God that's always moving. The first time we were introduced to the Spirit of God, the Bible says, and the Spirit of the Lord moved upon the face of the deep. Amen. He was moving from Jump Street. And since he's the same yesterday, today, and forever, 
I expect that he's moving now. Amen. Some of the motion is him coming back to get us so that he can move us forward. He's still moving. He came to seek and to save. Motion. See? So God has set it up so that you are never stuck, beloved. Amen. You can sit down and try to just stay in a place where you say, I'm waiting on God to do something. God's waiting on you. Amen. There's a, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I feel no evil because you are with me. Okay, now, if God is with you and God is a God of action and a God of motion, let's catch up here. Let's, 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 let's kind of understand this. See? <laughs> this is our favorite scripture. I mean, I know I've quoted many times, but some of what I'm saying I hadn't thought about before. Yea, though I walk through the valley of shadow of death, thou art with me. I will feel no evil because thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest the table before me in the presence of my enemies, and thou anointest my head with oil. This is why I, I looked at that shepherd picture in my mind and saw the shepherd giving oil to the fleece that was on the, um, the sheep so that they could come out of it. Um, in, in Isaiah chapter um, 10, verse 27, it says, that the anointing, ooh, I love that. <laughs> Let me finish this. I'm going, I'm going to Isaiah to, uh, chapter 10 next. It says, you anoint my head with oil. Why did he anoint his head? To give him different thoughts, would you think? Amen. To cause his imagination to be engaged. That I can see my God delivering me that I'm walking through the valley of this shadow, I'm not stuck because he's anointing my thoughts to think differently. And he says, these are not limited thoughts, beloved. He says, my cup, the container that I have for this anointing runs over. Glory to God. And again, because it's running over and I'm thinking about abundance rather than lack, thinking about forgiveness rather than uh, a condemnation. Watch this. He says, now I enter into the surely of the word of God. Wow. See, I, I, I don't have to question God. I, I, I don't have to be frustrated. I'm living in the surely now. And he says, my surely thinks about goodness and mercy. <laughs> wow. I don't have enough time to think about frustrations and fears. Surely causes me to think about goodness and mercy. Lamentations 3.21 said, it is of the mercies of the Lord that you are not consumed. So if I'm thinking about the mercies of God, I cannot even entertain being consumed. 
Amen. I'm thinking about surely. Guaranteed promises. We've been we've been the one invited into a more sure word of prophecy. See? So then now since I'm thank you, my God. Since I think that way and it becomes my armor, then I become isolated from the challenge the devil was trying to present to me. Did you see that? Because I'm thinking on surely his goodness, surely his mercy. I'm surrounding myself with that. So then now I'm insulated from the attack that the devil was setting up. I now can walk through the valley of the shadow of death. See, I just put on the right clothes. I enjoy and invoke his presence. And because I invoke his presence, surely goodness and mercy. Goodness would be enough for me. Goodness is the, the goodness of the Lord that leads me to repentance. So goodness would be enough because it would get me out of trouble because I'll stop doing what I was doing, because it leads me to repentance. Goodness by itself would be good enough, but he has goodness and mercy. Glory to God. And notice this, the goodness and the mercy is pushing me forward. They are following me. If they're following me, I then have to move, don't I? No one can follow me if I'm standing still. They would be with me. That would be comforting. But it said goodness and mercy is following me. Means they're almost pushing me into victory. Amen. And they're doing this all of the days of my life. See? And and then he says, I'm going to live, glory to God, I'm going to live in this. Wow. See, I know I always read it as it was a passive scripture. I'm trying to make it active, okay? That's what I'm doing here. It says, surely I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Okay, we'll ask a question then. As he stated this, if he was only talking about the natural he couldn't in, he couldn't engage forever, could he? Because it was a certainty that this tabernacle, this flesh that we got, is not going to live forever. But he said, I'm going to dwell in the house of the Lord forever. So then could he be referring to his spirit man? Amen. So then you can live this I say, therefore, in testifying the Lord, live in the spirit. Isn't that what he told us to do? Yeah. For if you live in the spirit, if you walk in the spirit, you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Live there. Abide there. Amen. See, not trying to use the word as just a passive you know, something that's static and, and doesn't have any life. The word of God lives and abides forever. My God. It said it lives and abides. The reason that he can visit you is because he comes to the place where you are. 
but he's still moving. He lives and abides. It's not just a, a static location. Okay? That's why the Lord goes before you and prepares a way. So then goodness and mercy uh, is barely pushing you to the will of God being executed. Turn to Isaiah um, 10, talking about the anointing, fresh oil, a new year, a new heart, new, fresh oil for a fresh day. And this is the day the Lord has made. Isaiah chapter verse 20, 27. And it shall come to pass in that day that his burden shall be taken away from off of thy shoulders and his yoke from off of thy neck. And the yoke shall be destroyed because of the anointing. He did not say that the yoke would be removed. Here he said the yoke would be destroyed. See, a broken yoke or a, a removed yoke can come back, can be reassembled. But a destroyed yoke is gone forever. Okay? The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. His anointing is going to cause whatever was in front of me to be destroyed. For this cause was the Son of Man manifested, that he might destroy the works of the devil. I'm not interested in a broken yoke. I'm not interested in just a removed yoke. The yoke, he said, would be destroyed because of the anointing. See? When we agree with God, then we can participate and enjoy because of what we call the, uh, the opportunity. God sets up and provides opportunity. Jesus said, I am the way. That is an opportunity. And opportunity, I, I kind of broke it up. It is a port of unity, a place of unity, a port of unity. When I agree with God, when I agree with his word, when I agree with his spirit, that's a port of unity. And in the port of unity is agreement. And where agreement is, that's where victory is. See, I'm always looking for uh, the opportunity to agree with his word. If you are willing and if you are obedient, you'll eat the fruit of the land. See, if you're willing, the opportunity, the port of unity is going to be made available. Are you willing to agree? Or are you going to complain about what is surrounding you? I understand circumstance, that's what it means. It means things standing against you, circled around you. Circumstances. 
place, but I don't have to look at my circumstances. When I do that, I then give the enemy an opportunity to stop my motion. I'm looking and gazing instead of moving and trusting. See? <clears throat> I mean, we, we, we hear these things in Scripture uh, over and over, but maybe we just didn't go into it and kind of dig, you know? In, in Romans chapter 8, you, we all know, you turn there, go there. See, fear stops you almost every time. Whenever you get afraid, you stop moving. That's why over 750 times, that's twice a day, beloved, that God says to us, fear not. He doesn't want us to, to, to be encumbered with fear because the Bible says fear has torment. Okay? God, God doesn't want you to be tortured. He wants you to enjoy good because of his presence. Romans chapter 8, starting at verse 28, which we know, says that we know that all things work together for good. Wait a minute, y'all. The thing that the devil sent to mess you up, God said that thing would work together for your good. The word all means all. Is that correct? So he said, all things are going to work together for your good. God is going to use the thing that the devil caused to move you out of position. He's going to cause it to work together for your good. He's going to cause uh, the, 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 the thing that moves you out of place to put you in a place where he can best bless you better than you ever thought. God is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, uh -huh, above all you can ask or think. See, that's an active use of the word of God. See, the devil can, only thing the devil can do, I found this out years ago, the only thing that the devil can do is cause me to be in a place where I'm going to enjoy more from my God. Because greater is he that is in me. Greater. Not, God's not equal to the problem. Greater is he. So the devil moves me to a place where I'm frustrated. Greater is going to be the move of God over that situation that was frustrating me. Please see the, the, get that example. See, God's going to, according to the scripture, all things are going to do what? Work together for my good because I love God, because I'm the called according to his purpose. He's not giving up on his purpose just because I'm going through a situation. His purpose does not change. Hallelujah. He didn't. What he does 
again, Lamentations 3.21, it's of the Lord's mercy that you're not consumed. They are new every morning. Morning is not talking about a chronological time. It is talking about a revelation that hits your heart, the dawning of a revelation, okay? So then when that happens, the thing that God just calls light to shine on has to now work together for your good because you're called for that. You're called unto victory. You're called unto peace. See, beloved, you're not trying to get the victory from Jump Street. When you made Jesus the Lord of your life, you were called unto victory. See, he's going to make all things work together for your good because of that calling. Hallelujah. That's why you can't lose. But when you think about circumstances, more do you think about the truth, the liberty that's in Christ Jesus. Uh, in this same chapter, uh, chapter 8 of the book of Romans, it says, there's no condemnation to them who are in Christ Jesus, to those who are, I mean, go back up, I mean, just looking at this, y'all, he, he wants you to see and understand, it cannot work any other way. See? So, we're coming back to Romans chapter 8, verse 20, um, 20 28, but I want you to see the whole chapter. Just look at the first thing he said, starting out. There's no condemnation to them who are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. Why? Because the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made you free from the law of sin and death. That's why he doesn't want you looking back. Allow mercy and goodness to push you forward. See? He says there's a law of the spirit of life that's in Christ Jesus that has made you, okay, just so did you see, hath made, not is making, hath made us free from the law of sin and death. See? So when you know that all things are working together for your good because of that law of the spirit of life that's in Christ Jesus. Okay? You are called, back to verse 28, okay? because of that law, he says, you're called unto victory. We know. We're not guessing. We're not hoping. We know that all things work together for them who are the called according to his purpose. That's you. And the devil is only trying to delay the manifestation of your purpose by the attacks that he sets up. But when you have activated the mind of Christ, because we have the mind of Christ, when you've activated the mind of Christ, then you know this too shall pass. It didn't come to stay. It just came to pass. So we, we know this, that we call it according to his purpose. Verse 29 and following. For whom he did foreknow, 
he also did predestinate to be conformed into the image of his son. For them that he thought about this before you got in the problem. For whom he did foreknow. He's talking about you. Circle that and say he's talking about me. For whom he did foreknow. He also did predestinate. Your your footsteps are already ordered of the Lord that are preordained that you should walk in. For whom he did foreknow, he also did predestinate to be conformed into the image of his son. Do you see Jesus as a victim or a victor? Well, that image of the victor is what you are going to represent in the earth. You're going to be conformed into that image. I'm a victor every way I go, everywhere I go, because I'm going to be conformed into the image of that victor, of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. He's going to do in Jesus, he's going to do with me what he did in Jesus. The firstborn among many brethren. I am included in the many brethren. For moreover, whom he did predestinate, them he also called. I mean, you you can rest because you're called according to his purpose. You are predestined to operate in victory. For moreover, whom he did predestinate, them he also called. And whom he called, he also justified, and whom he justified, then he also glorified. I'm glad about that. Because the word justified, you can define it this way. Just as if I never sinned. Just if I'd. Okay? You're made a victor. Just as, You shouldn't look at your past. Because he's looking at you just if I had never sinned. That's why all things have to work together for your good. That's why he prepared that table before you in the very presence of your enemies. Because he knows that you were called to sit down and eat at the table. Amen. You were called to partake of this. You are predestined to be conformed into his image. And then he then he called, he justified, and whom he justified, he also glorified. What should we say to these things? If God be for us, say it again. If God be for us, well, is God for you? He's the one that said he'll never leave or forsake you. If God be for us, then what? Who can be against us? He who spared not his son, but delivered him up for us all. How shall he not with him also freely give us all things? These passages of scriptures in my Bible are highlighted, underlined, circled, so that I can have the right thought process while I'm walking through the valley of the shadow of death. Knowing that the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. 
because he who spared not his own son, but delivered it up for us, how shall he not with him? That's why we're blessed in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, because with him he shall also freely <clears throat> give us all things. Did they tell me that I did they say I had to beg for this? I have to beseech heaven so earnestly, freely give us all things. Then he goes on. I'll read the rest of it. Who is who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? It's God that justifies. So the devil can't tell you you can't have it because it's God that justifies. And if he justified, just so that you can see it, let's go back and get to it. He said, if he justified you, then he's also going to glorify you. And we're actually, whom he justified, past tense, he also glorified, past tense. So then, if the devil brings something up to you, just remind him, God has already done what? Justified me. I am now... God's elect. Amen. I'm not making it up. Beloved, I didn't go to your your house and write that in your Bible. That's in your Bible. You are justified as God's elect. He says, so since he's done that, who is he that condemned? It's Christ that died, rather, yea, is risen again, that even is at the right hand of, of God, who makes intercession for us. I love that. See, the devil comes and tells you that he's going to tell God what you did, okay? But I got Jesus. The Bible says he is one that is making intercession for me. Yeah. And and because he's making this intercession, then he's going to do it always. Because the Bible says he ever liveth to make intercession. Mm. So then at every accusation, my accusation has been covered by two things. It's been covered by the blood of the Lamb and by the intercession that he's making right now for me. He ever liveth to make intercession. Glory to God. So who shall separate us from the love of God? Shall tribulation or distress? Persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or peril, or sword? Nay, as it is written, for thy sake we are killed all the day long. We are counted as sheep for the slaughter. So as a sheep, remember, the Lord is your shepherd, the one who has this anointing, this oil, to get you out of the mess. Nay, in all these things we are more than conquerors, verse 37, through him that loved us. And I'm persuaded that neither life, nor death, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, or things to come, nor height, or depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. See, he he, he wants to, to, to give you the, the, the ability to win because he's called you to that. You were justified so that that which you needed has already been made available 
for you. And nothing is able to separate you from that love. Okay, let's just try it. So then that victory, nothing is able to separate you from that love. So then his victory should be as close to you as that love is. Did you see that? See? Because nothing can separate you from that love. So your victory is as close to you as that love is. That's what he's trying to get us to see and understand. That's what he wants us to walk in. See, we are God's elect. See, it, it, it's been, we are predestined to walk in it. The only thing that has to happen is the eyes of our understanding has to be enlightened so that we would know what is the hope of his calling. We will know what is the inheritance that we have as, as a saint. See, we, we will no longer be, be uh, trying to say, well, one day, no, 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 this is the day that the Lord has made. And we'll be glad and we'll rejoice in this day. See, new year, a new heart, fresh oil for a fresh day. God wants you to engage at a higher level so that then we can help the other people that are in the world, people in your family that have not made a decision to allow Jesus to be Lord. You can show them that it works in your life. It works for them through your life. You can let that be known. You can make disciples of men because they'll see your good works and they'll glorify God. They'll change their conversation. Okay. That's what the opportunity, a port of unity, is for. So that you will know that, that God is on your side. Okay. I don't have to go there thinking that, 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 that God has forsaken me. That because of a circumstance, I don't know why we do that. Why would we let something on the outside determine how we live from the inside? Okay, see, because Christ in you, the hope of glory. Circumstances should not negate the Christ in you. See, I am, I'm trying to uh, allow you to grow up on the inside by the word of God so that you will see that the battle's already over, but my battle plan is to stay with Jesus, to look unto Jesus, because he's the author and finisher of my faith. The port of unity. When we don't stand on the side of the door in doubt, see, because when you're outside, when you're outside, it is because you're connected to doubt, fears, and frustration. Instead of hope, love, peace, righteousness. So then he's made a way for you to function in the righteousness of God, the goodness of God. Surely, goodness and mercy is pushing me, moving me, okay? That I, I don't have to stay in the frustration. I don't have to stay in a position where I'm looking from the outside and not living 
from the inside. If I go and allow fear to be my motivation, my past to be my motivation, what happens is my fear now moves my mouth. I get to start talking out of fear, talking out of worry. But his word put us in a safe place, a place of victory. Um, we know that it says in two places. One is in, in, in Habakkuk chapter, you're turning, I'm just going to give you that scripture. Uh, Habakkuk chapter 2, verse 4, and he, Hebrews chapter 10, verse 38, refer to the same thing. It says that the just are supposed to live by faith. Okay? But when your soul is not right, you go back into things that allow the deception to creep in that God has separated you from his love. He asked the question, what should separate us from that love? Persecution, prayer, nakedness? So he said, no, in all these things, we are more than conquerors. But the just have to live by faith. Uh, Hebrews 10, 38 it says, and if any man draw back, his soul will have no pleasure in him. So he's asking you to move forward. He's leading you perpetually forward to greater, to higher, to more. Because you, at that point, then again, we're going to be conformed into the image of Christ Jesus. Peter came the closest that we saw. Because of things that happened. Peter was walking down the street, going to the store to get a loaf of bread. And people were healed while he was going down the street. They laid people in the street so that, if possible, by chance, if his shadow would walk down through there and they would get healed. Wow, y'all. And it happened, and he healed everyone. Why? Because of him? No, because of being conformed into the image of the Lord Christ Jesus. He wasn't trying to, he did not try to start a healing meeting. Okay? That's not what he was doing. He was simply going down the street, and as he went down the street, people got healed. All right. I know you didn't remember that. Let's turn so you can see it. <laughs> the book of Acts. <laughs> Just want you to know this is what God wants to do. Acts chapter five. <laughs> We're going to be conformed into this image. Acts chapter five. <clears throat> chapter five, verse twelve. And by the hands of the apostles were many signs and wonders wrought among the people. And all they were all in one accord in Solomon's porch. And the rest of them durst not uh, join himself to them, but the people magnified them. They were used to this happening, and the people magnified the apostles. And it wasn't about them being apostles. It was about them having a connection with God that was released 
by faith because they were connected. Let's finish. Verse uh, 14, and believers the more were added to the Lord, multitudes, both of men and of women, insomuch as they brought their sick folk into the streets and laid them on beds and couches. At least the shadow of Peter passing by might overshadow some of them. And uh, there came multitudes out of the city round about Jerusalem, bringing sick folks and they were vexed with unclean spirits and were healed every one. Did it say that they were having a healing meeting? This was outside when Peter was walking by on his way to the healing meeting, on his way away from the healing meeting, because faith was alive then. It was stirred up. The expectation of good was what they participated in. And they were willing and obedient. And then they were able to partake of the good of the land. Beloved, God wants you to enjoy good and then disperse good. He wants you to be able to bring answers to the lives of those that are in your in your sphere of influence. He wants you to be able to cause people to want God in a mighty way, that they would want to to, to see how God is is moving in the earth today. But you're going to have to make a decision that your circumstances on the outside are not going to stop you from living from the blessing that's on the inside. Christ in you, the hope of glory. Your way or God's way? God's way is on you today. Father, we just bless you and praise you. Thank you for your word that you sent. We receive that word, that truth, Father, that should be settled in our spirit so that we perpetually pursue you, that we allow you to do what's necessary in our lives so that we can then bring glory and honor to you. We give you praise for that, sir. We thank you for it, being active day by day. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Amen. 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 Well, as you know, what we do now is we give you an opportunity. If you have any comments or questions about the ministry tonight, then you can ask those questions, and we'll we'll give you uh, the mic so that you can uh, uh, do that. Area code 404-333-9350. You have the mic. Any questions or comments about the ministry tonight? Area code 404-333-9350. And three five oh. Any questions? Amen. Thank you for being on the call. Area code four four three five six seven eight two nine. Any questions or comments about the ministry tonight? Yes, I just want to thank you for the um, 
Brother Ministry allowed allowed me to remember. I'm I'm not in this battle alone. It's it's also. I thank you for that. Amen. That's what we're here for. As I said, we're here uh, to allow the, the the word of God to convict us and instruct us. Again, I just want to make sure. Area code four zero four three 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 nine three five zero. Any questions or comments about the ministry tonight? Yes, you have the mic. Go ahead. Brother Steve, I don't have anything. This ministry, God bless you, my brother. I'm actually working the flight and have to get ready to go. All right, sir. Glad to have you on the call. Amen. Amen. So if the ministry has been a blessing to you, then now you have a responsibility, and that is to seek the Lord as to what he would have you to do. The prayers that we would need uh, for those to, to, to connect with us, to continue to pray that um, we would go forth and, and deliver the word of God in a mighty way. Um, also, in that regard, I'd like to remind y'all that um, every Saturday, beginning at uh, 12 o'clock, beginning at 5 o'clock, excuse me, uh, uh, p.m. at 12 o'clock midnight, we'll have a ministry from the one that calls me to know uh, God in this way, uh, Pastor Wayne C. Thompson will be on uh, LiveDeliverance.com. You can simply go to the website, and um, he'll be uh, it'll be on. Uh, listen to the broadcast, and it'll be on for from 5 p.m. till 12 in the morning. You just give uh, honor and glory to the man of God that uh, instilled in my life these principles. Amen. Also, if, if the ministry today has been a blessing to you, you can go to the website again and look for the Donate tab and allow God to tell you what seed you should give uh, to LiveDeliverance.com. Also, tell your friends where they can come and they can participate in the broadcast here on Monday evenings so that we can all grow in, in the grace of God together. So until the next time we get together, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you. May the Lord be gracious to you and lift up his countenance upon you and give you his peace. Love you all. Be blessed.